Is the White House actually a giant mech waiting for the next world war? How do bees have sex? All these questions you can find the answer to on this paranormal life. Welcome everyone back to the podcast, the comedy podcast that is also a paranormal podcast. And every week we investigate a brand new paranormal case, claim, tale, beast, and come to a conclusion at the end of the pod as to whether or not they are real or false. True or fake? (laughs) My name is Rory Powers. I'm going to be your host for this week. Joined by my professional paranormal investigator pal, Kit Greer. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here, sir. First off, I just want to say shout out to Andy Coulter, Mm. uh, who actually recommended the Chain Tree Alton Towers story. And I forgot to give him a thank you on the pod. Wouldn't be the first time that you forgot to. So, (laughs) So sorry. Sorry about that, Andy. But I also want to say thank you to Alec Doze for this week's episode. Wow. That's well, thanks, right. Alec. This week is a dozy. Oh. <laughs> that's the, let's be real, that's the only reason you even thanked him was to, yeah. to make that joke. I, I, I'm not even going to actually talk about his story. This is Christina's submission. Yeah, he actually said, I want to be anonymous. Do not mention my name. And you said, <laughs> dozy, there's no way I'm passing up on this one. <laughs> you dozy bastard. <laughs> you dumb idiot. It's like, that's not, that's just mean. <laughs> You're not using my name anymore. Let's not dilly-dally, folks. Let's dive right in, because we got a we got a, a big case to investigate today. Sploosh. Now, I will go on the line right before we start to say that there's quite a few narrative holes in this week's episode, so I'm going to fill them in and give them a bit more color. Right. Not lie. Just, yeah. you know, get to, you know, jazz up the story a little bit. Yeah. L- listen, I, <clears throat> I, st- I did journalism 101 back right. at Paranormal College. You so know, you, you know. You know, they, that's the first thing they tell you is they go, listen, folks, truth's boring as all hell yeah. and you need to grab attention. We live in a, <laughs> this was back in like 1998. They were thinking real far ahead. They said, listen, clicks are going to be, we didn't know what they were talking about. No. Clicking his fingers. They thought everyone was just going to be in a crowd. Clicks are currency, folks. Yeah. If it bleeds, it weeds. It took a drag of a <laughs> blunt. Uh, yeah. That, you know, sometimes stories need embellishing. Exactly. Like when you're working at the newspaper and that old man fell down the staircase and yep. died. Yep. And, you know, there's not much of a story there until you wrote about the Grim Reaper who haunts the staircase, preying on the elderly. And do you think that guy just fell down the stairs? <laughs> you gotta, I, sometimes you gotta make the story. I think the statute of limitations <laughs> is up on that one. So I'm just gonna come clean right here or not. They call me Kit Reaper. <laughs> It was some very Spider-Man shit. I was covering myself in that paper. Yeah, some Peter Parker bullshit. <laughs> get, me, get me pictures of the elderly killer. It's like just <laughs> selfies of you. <clears throat> okay. Well, our story begins way back in the early 1840s. Hmm. We're in a small town in Wisconsin. Now, these were the days where the towns were set up around mines. Oh, of course. Not landmines. Terrible place to set up a town. We're talking coal mines. That makes sense. Back then, you know, there weren't the same industries there are today. You, yeah. you relied. It was very much a RuneScape style economy <laughs> that, that relied on mining, blacksmithing, and mages. Of course. One of these mining towns was called Ridgeway. Hmm. And when you've got a town full of guys spending all day down a damp, sketchy-ass mine shaft, at night, they are going to want to party. Right. I guess that's how it works, yeah. And they did. At night, 
the Ridgeway Taverns would overflow with the drunk and disorderly. Really? One night at a Ridgeway Tavern, things started getting out of hand. You know, a couple of balls thrown over there, mm. a couple of punches thrown over there. Before we know it, we are dealing with a full-on medieval-style tavern fight. Hobbits on the tables, dwarves chucking glasses, yeah. Legolas with his bow taking out orcs on the countertop. Mm -hmm. It's getting, it's getting crazy. Where's the ring? Where the f the ring go? We don't know. It's, cra it's crazy in there. That guy just went invisible. <laughs> it's unknown just how they were involved. But at the center of this fight was a pair of 14 and 15 year old brothers. Jesus. Yeah. They were getting drunk in the mine? It's mining days, man. They were Jeez. probably like, I mean, they were at their deathbed mm. in the 18, what did I say? The 18 40s. goddamn 40s? They were like 100 years old. It's a miracle <laughs> they lasted that long. Well, whatever they had done to start this brawl, the other drunks must have been pissed. Because in the middle of the fight, they picked up the 14-year-old boy and threw him in a fire. No. <laughs> Holy shit. He burned to death. What did he do, do you think? What's the greatest cardinal sin in all of mining? I don't know. Mine someone else's rock? Kill someone's canary? Yeah, I guess that's a pretty good one. They've, they've all got canaries on their shoulders, like pirate style. I mean, these are real men. You'd assume they wouldn't get pissed off at little things. I can't believe he threw him in a fire. Yeah. Jesus. And he burned to death. Of course. The other brother, scared for his life, ran out the door into the night and froze to death. Oh my god, really? <laughs> there was really no escape from this place. What a shitty life. Now, as I said, these were mining times, barbaric times, and I'm assuming someone was thrown in that fire every night. Yeah, it was kind of an Aztec human sacrifice. Yeah, like it's part of the ritual, like, hey, it's midnight, throw another little boy on the fire. And I think you're right about the age thing. I want to say that mining years are even more than dog years. Well, the story of the brothers didn't end there, Kit. Nine years later, a man named Dr. Cutler was heading home to Dodgeville. And the route... <laughs> <laughs> it's a real place, all right? So I'd show some respect to the people of wherever the f*** this is based. He was getting out of Dodgeville. He was getting okay. out... Heading home. Sorry, he was going home today. He's going... That's like a... That is a... You know when it's like a five-lane highway one way and yeah. then like a one-lane into Dodgeville? He's going straight in. The route he was on took him right past Ridgeway. Mm -hmm. Now he was riding down the road at night with his horse and carriage. It was dark, quiet, creepy? That, that wasn't supposed to be a question. Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> when all of a sudden, he looked down and saw a dark figure sitting on his carriage. Riding on along his carriage? in silence. His huh. carriage! Just sitting there, riding along in well, front of him. What are you waiting for? Boot him off. Well, this seems like a good time for me to tell you that Dr. Cutler was hammered. <laughs> he was He offered him a drink. <laughs> e Evening, officer. Fancy a tipple. <laughs> That's a tin of beans. I just wanted to get that out in the open before you call, you research it yourself and call me out on it. He was piss ass Full disclaimer. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Cutler stared at the ghostly figure as it continued to just ride in silence. Hmm. And then without warning, it disappeared. <laughs> okay. Thoughts? He was drunk. Of course, you told I mentioned me he was drunk. I said it at the start so you can't hold that shit against me. That's how evidence works. That's why in court, when I walked in, I said, yeah, I killed him. What are you going to do about That's it? That's how evidence works. Everyone respects honesty. Yeah, the judge is like, well, goddamn it, that's not the most innocent prisoner I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
You, you know what? got some balls, kid. <laughs> Case dismissed. <laughs> I like the idea of you going in and being like, you know what, Judge? Just like leaning leaning on his like desk. He's like, you know what? So inappropriate, by the way. <laughs> you know what? I did it. And he's like, well, hell, I respect that. And you know what? I'm going to cut your sentence in half. And you're like, sentence? <laughs> I thought this was a get out of jail free Wait, card. I confessed. There's a sentence? I learned my lesson. I told the truth once. I'm an angel for this. <laughs> the doctor tried to tell people about what he saw, but obviously they all just took the piss out of him because hmm. he was drunk. But was it a coincidence, Kit, that this ghostly spirit appeared right as the doctor passed by the house of the deceased brothers? Oh, that's very interesting. Hmm. But did he know? That's what you want to find out. I don't know. I feel like... Two brothers dying on the same night, one burning to death, one freezing to death. It's not a big town. People are going to find out about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, agreed. He's, you're going to have to know about that. Yeah. A year later, the doctor was finishing up a visit to one of his patients who lived out in the countryside. So he headed back home to Dodgeville, right by Ridgeway, and the brother's old home. As his horse and carriage trotted along the road, he kept a watchful eye on the edges of the forest. You know, just in case something happens. Again. Yeah, he's a little spooked. But he passed the house, and nothing appeared. Good. Home yeah. and clear. Crack open the bottles. Yeah, Let's a get little this swing, on the you road. Know? Then he looked down at his horse, and there it was! <laughs> what? The same dark spirit he had seen a year ago, <gasps> sitting in silence. What, on the horse? Uh, yeah, sitting at the front of his <gasps> carriage, just riding there in silence. Dr. Cutler yelled, Ah! <laughs> And dropped the reins to the horse. Oh, shit. Releasing it and the spirit out in front of him into the darkness. Okay. It just rode off. Okay. Yeah, that, that changes things. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, he's sober this time. No, but it changes things because... Because he's not so, drinking. Yeah. Suddenly, he's making excuses for why he lost his horse, which doesn't sound like a very sober activity. I think when a spirit from another world lands on your pony kit... You can let him go. You have my permission to let him go. Hell, you have a permission to put a goddamn 12-gauge against the back of its head. I was going to say, I mean, you, I don't think that's a very fair life to give the pony over to. Yeah, spirit life. You know, the spirit appears in front of you and you're like, oh, uh, like, don't worry, horsey. Like, I'll make sure we both get home safe. And then the spirit comes up and you're like, take him, take the horse. He's got twice <laughs> as much meat as I do. And you're just like, slap his ass and like, send him running horse into the darkness. you in the head. <laughs> <laughs> or like, horse runs straight into a wall, dies, becomes a spirit, and they both haunt the shit out of you. Chase you down the road for an eternity. He's seen it twice now. He's seen it sober, Kit. He's seen it drunk. There's no escaping it. I think this guy has a a, a, a booze problem. I think you have a, a, a goddamn listening problem. Doctors are notorious <laughs> drunks. Listen, they if you saw the shit that they saw every damn night, you'd drink your eyeballs off. Yeah, their pen and paper is drugs. So you know a little bit of that is going back into the system. You think that the one person in society who has access to medical grade ketamine, cocaine, <laughs> etc. isn't gonna off that shit every single night? That's why they train. That's why you want to be a doctor. Not because of the money. You don't need the money. Sure, you get the, the drugs for great. free. <laughs> With the amount that you're going to save on drugs, you're going to be a millionaire. Sure. Yeah. You got a cough? <clears throat> the me will see you now. I'm a doctor. 
This is you in your like Harvard medical like entry and interview. Sure, I want to be a doctor for the drugs. Who doesn't? You imagine being in like an interview for uh, like to get into a, a course at Harvard to, to study medicine. And they're like, all right, Mr. Powers, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Uh, what makes you think that you're a suitable candidate for the course? I'm obviously so high. <laughs> like, lean in. We all know why we're here. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I don't know what you're referring to. Oh, you know. No, you know. No, I really don't. That's why it's an interview format. I, I don't know your reasons for being we're, here. We're here because of the drugs. And you've got to keep that in the down low, <laughs> Junior. <laughs> like the dean of the uni is there as well. Excuse me, what? I want to help people. That's right. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Winking to him. Yeah, good answer. <laughs> Imagine that's all you needed to say to get into <laughs> medical school. <laughs> uh, I want to help you know. people. <laughs> well, a while later, a well-known man in town named John Lewis, father of Evan Lewis, who at the time was a wrestler in the United States. Wow. And when I, I had to look this up because when I say wrestler, his son, Evan Lewis, was legitimately the first recognized American heavyweight champion. Wow, of wrestling. Yeah. Well, his father, John Lewis, was a farmer living in the vicinity of Ridgeway. And one day he'd spent hours helping his friend with some butchering. Hmm. Not in like a this murder is, way. Just an extremely manly circle of men, yeah. basically. Wrestlers, Again, butchers, and farmers. That's probably Miners. how he got so good at it. Because you had to like wrestle the cow down and chop Before it up. chopping it there and then. So afterwards, after his day of butchering, he's on his way home, walking past the house that belonged to the two brothers, when he noticed a figure standing by a nearby stone wall. The figure was tall, dark, and menacing. John said he assumed it was someone waiting to jump out at him, either as a prank or maybe to rob him. Mm. So we yelled at the figure. What the f*** are you doing? <laughs> I didn't know whether I was going to actually do it or not. <laughs> but, but no response. It just sat there in silence. John had to pass by it to get home, so there's no other choice. <laughs> I like the idea of being super aggressive up front and then being like, f*** that was my only hand. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Just no, puts I, his hood up. no, I just have to be a pussy and walk by. <laughs> we slowly continued to walk down the path, one hand on the butcher's knife he had in his pocket. As he passed by the figure, it let out a horrifying wail <gasps> and threw its arms into the air, flying towards John. John pulled out his knife and thrust Come it into me, the figure's fuck. stomach. Then everything went black. The next morning, a neighbor found John lying unconscious by the wall. When the neighbor asked him what had happened, John explained about the figure and claimed that when he stabbed it, he was immediately, quote, hurled through the air like in a vortex of a cyclone. Wow. So he was just thrown through the air, corkscrewing through the mm. sky and just hit into a wall and just knocked unconscious. It was as if it was like a Dragon Ball Z Super Saiyan like flying at each other through the air and then whenever they impact they go and yeah. like blast backwards. And it's like going through like mountain walls. Mountain, mountain. Yeah. yeah. Well the neighbor carried John back home but it was too late. Hours later John passed away. Whoa. That's a death Holy from a shnikes. ghost. You don't see many of those. That doesn't happen very often at all. Old drunk Cutler's not looking so mad anymore, is he, Kit? Back at the start when you said he was a drunk old shit. Look at him now. I don't know. This guy might have got hit by a horse. It was Dr. Cutler coming back pissed. <laughs>
Well, a short time after this, a dressmaker was found dead on the road. Hmm. The medical analysis concluded she died from shock. Still think drunk ass Cutler is mad, kid? Well, we just know something shocking is out there. Yeah, what's more shocking than a goddamn a boy? ghost? <laughs> well, I'd love to have a third point that would prove that drunk ass Dr. Cutler is not mad. But he died too! <laughs> From getting drunk on his ass. After seeing the figure for the third time, he also died of shock. What? Right by the house. This seems too convenient. Just like we got, We got medical records. We got facts to back up that they, all these people died of shock. We'll... Outside the house. <laughs> on Ridgeway. Look, the reason a lot of these testimonies and claims can't be backed up with hard evidence yes. is because in 1910 oh here we go the entire here town of ridgeway burned to the ground okay. <laughs> just so we're clear uh, the whole thing was it the burning boy did he burn down ridgeway no one said it was a boy it was a spirit a dark spirit <laughs> who used to be a boy i don't know what caused the fire maybe they got sick of being shocked to death so they burned it all down yeah they took our advice a little too literally if you Think of your street that you grew up on. Yeah. Your childhood home. If three people died of shock yeah. walking down that street, would you stay? No. <laughs> absolutely not. Would you? I don't know. Three but, people on the road that you have to walk every but, day but and died you, of shock. But, <laughs> but, no. but what are you going to... You're going you're gonna to pack up your whole life. You're going to, you know... I'd try and take a different road. Would you take it? I don't know. Maybe not after sundown. <laughs> yeah, because no one no one dies of shock when the sun's up. Nope. People are happy. Everyone's vibing. Listen, no one dies of shock at 3 p.m. No. No. Unless it's winter time when it gets dark at like 2. Yeah. Granted. And then people are just dropping like flies. <laughs> when they see that sun go down, it's yeah. like... <laughs> the cull, I call it. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that whole road around Ridgeway became so feared by the locals... The people just started to refuse to travel on it. Oh, okay. So there's your answer. And those who did come back came back with chilling tales. Wow. Not just involving a dark figure, but this dark figure takes many forms. Many forms. Okay. I'm going to rattle off a couple Hit of them me. for you. Hit all me. right. So let's say so, you're not. So we got your standard issue Frozen Boy. Yeah, Frozen Boy. Fire Boy. Or maybe they're they're just like an amalgam. It's just an amalgamation of both of them. Because you seem to be resisting that this is a ghost. You're saying this is a spirit. He's described in all the testimonies as a dark spirit, a dark figure, okay. a specter. Is that because he was burned badly? Maybe, maybe. That's a good point. Well, he takes many forms. If you're not scared of a little figure, what about a decapitated man riding a horse? scared yet pretty different <laughs> yeah i mean you don't know how it's all connected he's also <laughs> it was also seen as just a, a cloud of sentient fog lost that just, style yeah kind of i don't know follows you yeah and then also people just see him as the ghost of an old man but with a whip this sounds a lot like sleep like what's that movie like sleepy hollow yeah i didn't even think about that it sounds a lot like it to be fair the decapitated man riding a horse and ghost of an old man with a whip or oh. two completely oh, different ones. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I mean, I think the the old man with the whip might have just been an old man with a whip. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, he's not decapitated. That's not really paranormal. That's... Yeah, there's nothing... He didn't float or anything. He was just like an old-looking man with a whip. <laughs> Get off road, my yeah. lawn! <laughs> it's him! The boy who froze! <laughs> yeah. 
I'm an old man. I didn't freeze. I've been here for 50 years. I mean, I guess if he is a ghost, that's terrifying because like a ghost is bad enough. A ghost with a whip? Yeah. What does he whip? Your soul? Whips are pretty scary in general. They're not really like a modern instrument. They're very old worldy. Yeah. But maybe it's like he's not even that good with it. It's like more of like a dangly rope that he just kind of like... It doesn't crack. Yeah, he can't crack it. He just kind of swings it around. Or like uh, like locker room towel. Like whoosh, whoosh, <laughs> spanking your little ass as you run down the road. You're like, ah, it's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Um, What are your thoughts? We, I mean, we got multiple... Spe- Don't laugh when I say what are your thoughts, all right? Because it makes me feel like shit. It makes the people of Ridgeway feel like shit. Because their house is burned down. Okay, I no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm in the I'm in the zone here. I'm going to treat this professionally. Thank you. Um, I'm just concerned that there's a lot of loose threads here. Yep. You've painted with very broad strokes that we we started off with a, a mining town in which these two boys were killed for unknown reasons. You you unfortunately you have a lot of loose threads when the the balls of yarn burn down. You're left with a lot of loose threads. So we got these boys that were killed in mysterious circumstances, yeah. which would normally lead us to believe that maybe the disembodied entities of those boys would carry on into the world after they're gone and hunt those who maybe transgressed them. That doesn't seem to have happened at all. The yeah. miners don't seem to have faced any repercussions. If anything, the sight of these boys home has become the site of just general paranormal happenings from old men with whips through to dark entities riding horses. Maybe you could say that their death has caused a paranormal disturbance in the force that's causing rip in paranormal space-time and ghosts and demons to just flow out of this like particular road. Yeah, it's like, you know, the boys died in a bad way, so they weren't happy, so they went to the realm of the dead. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, you know, f*** this. I'm going to go back and haunt that road because that was really uncool. And and there's like the old man overheard it. He's like, you guys are going back? Hell, I want to go back. I was whipped to death on that road 20 years ago. (laughs) Yeehaw! The headless dude is like, you guys going back to that road? Yeah, that place, that place is a piece of shit. One of those trees took my goddamn head off. They're, they're, they're all just like, we've just been playing chess for the last 200 years. We could have been here this whole time. Yeah, we could go back? <laughs> How have children worked that out? So that's one possibility for what's happened. Right. But, you know, we always say on the podcast, if we're to make any like hard, fast statements about whether something's true or not, we need evidence. This is very much an issue when, as you say... <laughs> all records burned down in a mistake. Maybe for all we know, that miner took all the records in his hand in the pub and threw them all on the fire. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to, to, but I mean, it wasn't just the records. I mean, the whole town burned <laughs> the town to the ground. Itself, yeah. So I, maybe this was just someone who's like, look, two people have died of shock. One guy was blasted into a wall with, with a, a dark magic Kamehameha. Yeah. This place needs to burn. And took it upon himself to just tr- try and like, you know, when you get a medium in to cleanse mm-hmm. uh, a location from spirits, nothing is more cleansing than fire. Right. Fire cleans all. But, you know, I, I agree. I think it's an underrated form of, um, you know, getting rid of those problems because you know what? There's like not a shortage of towns. Yeah. There's some like shitty small towns that just do not really need to be there. And you could just... Move all those people 
and all their things even yeah. into a new town. Great. Got twice the people in this town. Maybe we'll get some like nice new things, some restaurants. Absolutely. Some nice public spaces. You know, this place didn't sound like a very metropolitan up and coming area. Exactly. I, I think, you know, anyway. But new town policy, burn it down and move on. That's what I'm saying. This leads us to the other point of contention. If the town burned down altogether, who is telling this story? Well, you'd have to assume, as I said, that the story of the brothers dying and I guess like a local haunting is so iconic that it's being passed down now between members of the town who lived there or once lived there. Right. Uh, I will point out that Ridgeway and all these taverns that all the miners went to were it was quite a violent area. There was a lot of robberies and murders and just bad stuff happening almost 24 7 right so there is a theory that uh the townspeople made up all of these stories to kind of warn off travelers and strangers and people who would stay out late at night Mm. so the idea is like if wow if drunk people or assholes were traveling down the road they'd be spooked by the townspeople and be like Oh, I don't want to come back to Ridgeway. That place is haunted as hell. That's kind of an awesome idea. Yeah. Until wow, one dude who was drunk got spooked so hard he thought he had to burn down the whole town. Right. Yeah, they pushed <laughs> to, to, it too yeah. far. <laughs> that's it. That's an interesting idea. Because there's, you know, so many places that are awesome, but then yeah. the word gets out. So in like the United States, you know, maybe go back like thirty years. And people will be like living in New York, living in L.A. And they're like, man, this place is really getting me down. It's just too crowded, too many assholes, too much big business. And then one guy, <laughs> one guy in a plaid shirt and a cowboy hat's like, you ever heard of Austin? And they're like, no, where's that? And he's like, listen, keep your voices down. But it's f-ing cool. It's really small. Loads of nice people. But keep it on the d- You guys seem kind of cool, so I'm letting you know. But keep it on the down low. They moved there. They had a great time. They tell a few more people. Yeah. Call your you mom, know. call your mom, mama, papa. You just moved to a new place mama, called, papa. <laughs> called Austin. It's really cool. Invite everyone. Next thing you know, they f***ed up. They told someone because next thing you know, Amazon's opening headquarters in town. It's, yeah. it's, you know, it, it's, it's the new New York city. There is people. a move to Austin event on Facebook with 1200,000 <laughs> attendees. People are yeah. flocking in. Paradise is ruined. Exactly. And so they need to find the next place. But what if those people in Austin who were really having a great time, they all looked at each other and they just went, we got a good thing going here. We need to keep the f***ers out. Right. How are we going to do it? Maybe putting on a few costumes, scaring a few folks, making it see, you know, cosplaying as murderers and thieves. Not Uh, doing it unless you had to. I guess if someone's like a douche, you could maybe steal their wallet or something like that. Yeah, commit to the bit. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... That would pretty effectively keep out new people. Yeah. High crime rates. Uh, Genius. Really. So maybe, you know, you hear about these towns in Mexico where like 200 people get shot every single day. Maybe. I don't know if that's accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe those are the dopest, hippest, chillest places of all. And those are some fake statistics. Could be. Yeah, it's, it's it's a tough story. And the more I looked into uh wisconsin and this area well first off so wisconsin is haunted as shit really as you said i mean wow. i was looking up 
some stories about this, the Ridgeway spirit or phantom or ghost, whatever you want to call him. I mean, he's like one of 50 different creatures that live even around this area. Hmm. Even when Ridgeway burnt down, they said that the spirit moved into the woods near Mineral Point. So he just up and shifted. Because you can't actually burn the spirit. That's the thing. No, you just make him not want to hang out at that place anymore. Hmm. But I mean, there's still way more people. And as I said, the spirit takes the form of like a hundred different things, like an old man with a whip and a, a headless horseman. Well, that's interesting. The fact that you say that Wisconsin is broadly haunted by oh, lots yeah. of different things, that maybe gives a little more credence to the idea that we don't need to be so hung up on these uh, two boys. Yeah. Maybe it's just a general haunted vibe. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'd be one thing if, you know, when you're walking down that road, half your body feels hot, the other half feels cold, you know? Right. And then you see two spirits in front of you or yeah. something like that. That would make more sense. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make... An old man with a whip mm. because a 14-year-old boy was thrown in a fire during a bar fight? Mm-hmm. What does that even mean? Yeah. I don't want to be too down on my own story here. Yeah. No, but... be, the, be it because I'm going <laughs> to do it for you if you don't. Cool, cool, cool. I was actually edging towards a yes, but I was taking a real roundabout, you know, I was like, it's unbelievable. So goddamn unbelievable, it must be real. Because where there's smoke, there's a burning child in a pub. <laughs> um, What are your thoughts on the story? <laughs> Is this it? That's it. That's <laughs> yeah, it, man. I just want to be clear. <laughs> yeah, I got, no, I got no aces up my sleeve this time. Except, actually, I never said Dr. Cutler's full name. Dr. Elon Cutler Musk? <laughs> huh? Still think he's a drunk asshole, Kit? You oh, wait, I said he died. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot he That's died. Right. So my immediate thoughts with this case is that we, we have a very intriguing beginning with the death of these two boys. Of course. Had that led to a direct set of consequences that was very... Uh, logically traceable to that death we might have a different case in our hands but for better or worse what has ensued is a complicated web of paranormal shenanigans unfortunately mostly documented by a notorious drunk dr cutler not notorious he saw who died (laughs) of unspecified drunken injury shock he died of drunken shock I think you'll find. You can believe how much he chugged that night. Literal aftershock spirits, <laughs> which does not help the claims. <laughs> Additionally, where at that point we would maybe try to make a mad scramble for some evidence to um, try and back up Cutler's claims. Burned up. The <laughs> it burned up good. Unfortunately. The entire town burned down. No records. <laughs> the evidence. The whole f- town's gone we don't even know if that town ever existed (laughs) it did sir it did exist what about um uh the wrestler the wrestler's father that's like an actual notable man in history who did exist is famous what happened to him again uh he was thrown against a wall by a dark magician you didn't say dark magician a dark figure with wizard powers right the vortex the vortex the, the vortex cyclone. is unusual wasn't he drunk as well no he was he had a he was a butchering all day not everyone in this town is drunk i don't know they just give Except a drunken vibe yeah that was kind of interesting just too much scattergun paranormal phenomena to um try and if we if we're trying to build 
a logical case here, you know, in paranormal court to give a guilty paranormal verdict. Right. We need some kind of chain of events with a noticeable pattern and then some sort of evidence to back it up, which is not what we're seeing here. Now, that's super unfortunate because the paranormal world is not predictable. It doesn't work out like in the movies or in the storybooks. Hell no. Maybe it is scattergun. Maybe the death of these boys did rip a hole in the paranormal space-time continuum and demons poured out into Ridgeway that eventually burned down the town. But we just don't have enough to say that this definitely happened and definitely was paranormal, which is why this week it's going to be a no for me. That was the perfect conclusion, I think, to this week's episode. I'm on the same page. It's a no for me. It's a good one, and hopefully we can investigate some more of Wisconsin's crazy hauntings because i i mean i glanced at an article for like three minutes and i was like five names have popped out already that i am just so interested in yeah so once again thank you to alec doos alec doos that was a doozy it was a doozy uh we really appreciated that submission if you have your own submission that you would like us to investigate please email us in at this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you would like to get a little bit extra from the podcast, maybe you listen every Tuesday and you're like, hey, these these guys are pretty good. You know, they they cheer up my Tuesday a little bit. How would you like to cheer up our lives? We have a Patreon, the This Paranormal Life Patreon, because we don't run ads on this show. So the only way that this is financially feasible is by uh, providing additional content for the community at which you can sign up and get different rewards, including bonus episodes, t-shirts, merch, uh, shout-outs, stickers, mm-hmm. loads of loads mm-hmm. of cool stuff, uh, which I think if you have uh, any love for the show, definitely check it out. It's uh, It helps us make more of these, and you guys get something back in return. So thank you very much for your support. And as always, if you do support the Patreon... We'd like to end every episode by giving you a special thank you shout out. That's right. A special shout out and thank you to Mr. Thomas Fitch. Thomas Fitch, you little witch. (laughs) Sounds like the kind of name you would use as a cover up if you were actually a witch. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, oh, thanks for supporting the the Patreon. And he's like, I wasn't, wasn't really a response. And then you're like, actually, this isn't even a coin in the bucket of the paranormal pals. This is like a black cat. This is a this is Eye of Newt. Yeah. What are we supposed to do with Eye of Newt? What are we supposed to do with an Eye of Newt, Thomas? He's gone. He's on the broom. Or oh, past the moon, silhouetted. I'll eat it. I mean, I'll try it. We'll, we'll eat it. Thank you anyway. Thanks also to Marta Vasvari. Marta the Sparta. That's right. When she's put into the cryptid battlefield, she's... 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 Unbeatable. I once saw I once saw her get b- Bigfoot in a. Why can't I speak? <laughs> I once I'm so intimidated by her figure. I'm just quivering. I'm I'm blown away. Frankly, uh, I saw her get Bigfoot in a headlock. Wow. Uh, and then gave him a, a Indian burn on his ankle. Um, Holy shit! And just flipped him over. It was it was insane. What, what people don't realize is, whilst Bigfoot is big, yes, he's terrifying. Yes, he's powerful. He does not know jujitsu. No, he didn't know shit all. He's so a dumbass monkey man. If you learn judo or some such martial art, yeah. you can of course use your tiny body to uh, leverage his um, unwieldy paws into un- <laughs> all sorts of chokeholds and and. It's really bends. embarrassing, actually. I feel bad for him. And thank you also. 
to Jack McLaughlin. Jack Attack, the man who pack a snack in his backpack. Thank you, Jack, for the delicious treats that you brought on this trail. Because anytime me and Kit go on an adventure, we only have one rule. No food. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you got to get what you can get out there. It's the wilderness. It's a not a dog eat world. It's a doggy dog world. Which means you gotta be the number one pup to survive. <laughs> the well, you, f- am I talking about? You say you say no snacks. What you mean is you don't pack any. You you refuse to buy any supplies or snacks, Hell or no. even wear appropriate footwear. No, and yet you eat all of my Cliff Bars. It's the law of the jungle out there. The only f- food I'm allowed is what I can scour from the land. I eat your backpack when you're not looking. Like you start like 15 minutes into a three-day hike as well. Oh yeah, we're like straight in there, like two steps out the door and I need a Snickers or I'm going to drop dead. I need that sugar rush. <laughs> it's a doggy dog. <laughs> you got me the number one pup. I just gave up. I was like, what the fuck? It's spoken like someone who has never gone outside. (laughs) So good. Thank you also to Amelia Hope Aldridge. You know, that reminds me of when we're, you know, reaching the 30 minute mark into our treks into the wilderness. And Mm -hmm. I just think, hmm, would I like a meal? Yeah. Yeah, I would like a meal. I'm hungry as, as hell. I have my Snickers. It's been 15 minutes. Kids put a padlock on the backpack and I'm starving my little skinny ass off. Emil, yeah, I would like Emil, yeah. You haven't lost any weight in in the 30 minutes we've been hiking. I was carb loading. Three months in preparation. I got confused about how hikes work. I thought you had to cut weight like for a boxing match before it. I didn't drink for seven days. (laughs) So Emil, yeah, I would like Emil. Thank you, Amelia. Thank you also to Luke Quack. Quack! Luke's coming! <laughs> and he's hungry as all hell! And I've only- he's coming for our snacks! <laughs> and I've only got enough snacks to get this hungry <laughs> bastard to my right home. You know, if you try and punch him as well, he's jumping in the air doing a Luke-de-Luke, dodging every blow. <laughs> wow. Uh, thank you, Luke. Thank you also to Philip Walsh! It's gonna be a long, dusty trail out there. We're gonna need some food, so grab that backpack and fill it up with snacks. Oh, better wash the stepper. <laughs> you better wash your step out there. It's rocky. Oh, thank you so much, Philip. I'm so sorry. Ah, oh, thank you so much for your contribution. And lastly, but not leastly. Thank you to Jason Keen. Jason, you're a little too keen to come on this walk. So, unless you're packing snacks in your backpack, you know, take a hike. (laughs) (laughs) You're not with us. Oh, God. But like the other way. The other way. In the other direction. Oh, God. Thank you so much to everyone who has contributed to the Patreon. I hope you enjoyed your shoutouts. If you want to be razzed in person, why not check out our Secret Society on Facebook? where we can connect with all of our paranormal listeners one-on-one. Uh, so check that out. I think that's just what, Facebook, and then search this paranormal life. There's a group page. The yeah, Secret the Society. Secret Society what is what it's called. Probably shouldn't talk about it on a podcast. Granted. But definitely check that out. If you want to uh, have some fun paranormal chat with like-minded geniuses, um, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Hope you had fun, and we will see you again next week for a brand new paranormal tale.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.